Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Uh, my name is George. I am back to save the podcast. Yeah, it's <laughs> six six, season six, episode six. Uh, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, I wasn't here last week, and I think you only got about twenty minutes of podcast. Twenty eight minutes. Twenty eight minutes. We actually recorded forty six minutes, and I must say. I thought it was a jolly good debate between myself and John. Some of the best but you just didn't, we've got. Just it was just podcast gold. Unfortunately, the Apple Mac we were using to run the podcast software ran out of space. And when we tried to save it, or well, I tried to save it, nothing to do with John. He can't even work a computer. Um, What's a computer? <laughs> <laughs> we lost uh, the, eight, the missing 18 minutes, I'm afraid. So they are... They, we corrupted the... Recording file, they'll never be found again. So Who uh, knows what we said, eh, John? I, I know what was said. It was gold. <laughs> Pure gold. Pure gold. I'm here with Sean, as you just heard. Hello, Sean. Good evening. How are George. you? George. It's good to have you back. It Thank was you. it was a poor invitation last week, I must admit. And I'm here with John. Hello, John. Hello, George. How is it going? It's going well. It's better Excellent. that you're here. Have you looked back at all your stuff to see whether there's any jingles left anywhere as well? That's the other thing. No, uh, that's all right, because I saved the master. That's one thing I did. I have I'll, uh, I'll dig them out for some reason. You just deleted fun. everything, because it kept coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I made a copy, so don't worry. Okay. We're here on an international break, which is a rarity. Uh, but we thought we'd carry on, just because we've got lots to talk about. Well, actually, it was John. John really, quite well, yeah, amusingly, it was John that actually well, well done, suggested John. that we meet today and record today, because there's just so much shit going on well, in our club. It was... It was to do with, well, we basically had a few words over various We things, have had a few words. And you've been involved in quite a lot of it. So I have. I just thought it'd be wise for you to be able to put out there what you've been involved in. Yeah. And plus the fact that we've barely done any podcasts this season and the ones that we do, <laughs> we've done, we've lost half of them. And 
Yeah. I think, so I think someone commented on the Facebook page, it's one of the rare weekends that we haven't lost, so you may as well do one. Yes, yeah. fair enough. Uh, so we, we have a lot to talk about, and we're going to start with our poor form. Yeah, let's talk about some football first, on the pitch. Even though there isn't any football to talk about that you haven't already talked about. Uh, West Ham form four points from two. From 21, it was supposed to say. I don't know where the <laughs> one's gone. It's four points from 21. <laughs> it's clever, isn't it? Getting yeah. four points from two. Uh, we're 18th in the Premier League. Can Slav get us out of it? What Can do he? You think? Creswell will get us out of it. He's he'll be back and it'll, it'll all be well. Do you think Creswell can get us out of it? Did you did you see about <laughs> I was uh, or, or or Sack? Did you did you read the story we did on Clarence Hugh about uh, Sacco today about him being on painkillers and since uh, the last uh, two years? Yes, I didn't see that. I didn't see that either. Um, Please enlighten us, Sean. Tell us about well, it, Sean. Well, uh, so we our source close to the club told us that you know since <laughs> the Senegal. Um, Remember when he went off to see the medics at Senegal? Uh, and he was on international like duty song, and, and had that back problem. His back problem hasn't gone and he, he basically um, has to play on, on strong painkillers. And that's been part of his problem. It's not made up. Um, and he's been battling that ever since. So there's a potential this is the first time he can, you know, hopefully can play pain-free. So is there a suggestion now that they've got to the sort of bottom of this element and he is well i only skim read it <laughs> Let's be honest, i haven't read the whole thing that he wrote earlier i only know what i spoke to him in the car but i think so yeah Did Lord of <laughs> i didn't think you were gonna ask me a question you <laughs> 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 caught me out there okay okay let's crack but, on um me. obviously we've got sacco i think the bigger character coming back is andy carroll yeah well well, we, we sort of don't know what effect he's going to have. I mean, he could have a good game and then get injured again. So let's not hold our breath. Yeah, but you know what? Andy Carroll gets back, defends, he holds the ball up well. He's, he's, he's more than just a striker, hitting the ball in. And more than just a striker. More than just a striker. Well, Sac- to be fair, Sacco is a, you know, he's, he's a known quantity. And when he's up and running well, he, he's hard to play against. And he does well at the front as well. So, But is it the player? I mean, the question I've put here, is it down to the players to get us out of this? Is it the manager? Has he lost his way a bit and, and not got a, you know, did he have a lucky first season? Or is it, I'm going to put the third option is, is it moving stadium syndrome? I did a, an article I saw that. this week. How did Arsenal get on when they moved stadium? Well, Arsenal finished fourth, but I didn't oh put yeah. that in my no, article. Didn't. I noticed that. But Arsenal didn't do very well on home. So even though they finished fourth, they did rely on a lot of away wins that season rather than the home wins. Right. So... It's not and what Man City finished sixteenth was it's not the Man City we know now, is it really? Well, they'd still moved to the new stadium. How, how did Southampton do? Southampton finished eleventh, but they didn't win a game About until Southampton. late November. How did Sunderland well, when I was off? writing this piece, I obviously only included the worst one. Yeah, I didn't include Sunderland, and, and they're not even Bolton that bad. <laughs> <laughs> they finished eleventh and sixteenth. Well, yeah. 16th's bad. They were only two places off. off but like I said, it wasn't the worst. It's not the Man City that we know now, was it? Yeah. Well, we're not such a big club ourselves, are we? Are we not? We're not. Well, we just like we are. We are. If you listen to the, the owners, we are because we've got the third biggest stadium in the league, or and one of the biggest stadiums in London, and they're sick of being. But behind you know, and if we don't sit down, we're going to be a smaller club than all the other clubs. A stadium doesn't make us a bigger club. Really? Oh, really? Long term, it does, but not in the short term. Oh. Blimey, there's a. But I'm. Let's get. Let's talk about the football. News. What is the problem? Is there too much 
Is there too much width on the pitch now, right? Is it they're scared to play in front of their home crowd? Is it slab or is it the players? Or is it is it not that simple? I think it's all of those. I don't think the, the width of the pitch has much to do with it. They, can, I think they can reduce the width of the pitch. No, they can't. Yes, they can. Well, well they, they can't, can't because that means we're further away from the pitch. And then <laughs> <have to make laughs> well, not only that, <laughs> is can the Premier... It, no, can, no, 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 no. They can no, mark no. the pitch smaller. No, 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 no. They the can. Premier League uh, want all new pitches to be a particular size. Right, the same okay, as Emirates, the I same as Wembley. It's a standard pitch. The Premier League are now standardising pitches. But I thought the Premier League had... Minimum and maximum. Maximums, yeah. They do, Regiment, but they're looking that every time a stadium is redeveloped, they're insisting that the, the, the length and the width is standardised, and we're on that standard, as in as is mm. Man City, as is um, uh, Emirates, as is Wembley. Well, what we could do then is some decent wide players. If we only had, <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. So a couple of part of the problem, just to go back to that, was. Um, the summer signings, and I'm sorry, but Slava's got to take some um, blame on this. So you owners. say. You know, Torre was his number one choice, injured for five weeks now. I don't know if you've seen that news. I did see, I saw that, and someone react to it with with a gif of a <laughs> celebrating crowd. Um, you know, AU, we don't know because we still... AU? Yeah, AU, because uh, he, he only had one debut and he went off. Um and and we've got a number of mediocre players. And a Caleri. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a number of mediocre well, players. Simple <laughs> as that, actually. Fellaini. So you just answered your own question. Fellaini. What's the so reason for West Ham's poor form? We have a number of <laughs> mediocre players. Yeah. I've answered the slab, Slab's, slab's <laughs> got to take the blame for that because his toy was his, was his number one number choice. One but I do, honestly, I'm not I, saying that they all. I'm sure Tony Henry and... and um, are we BS sure about that now? Oh, well, Clary, come on, South Af South American. That's got to have been DS's choice. But I honestly, but I think it's a it's an amalgamation of all three things here. I think the players have let Slav down, and Slav's probably let the players down in the in the players that he's brought in, and the stadium move hasn't yeah. helped because but we're Mark all Noble's not the player he was. No, he's not. no exactly. Not That's what I mean. The players are letting him down. Yeah. So I mean, some of our really really. Good players last season, which so forget about the mediocre players. The players we know, Kearty was so important, and yet he's he's a shadow of his former self. Uh, Noble last Mark season, Mark Noble was unbelievable. But then, who was it? Someone said that the players think the the stadium's horrible. Some we heard that from somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we heard that from someone close to Mark Noble said that. Um, so well, let's talk about the football. We're going to move on to stadium in a minute. Well, you've asked us what asked part us, of you've it. Asked yeah, so yeah, yeah so all right, true. But are you saying stadium. because the... the <laughs> I, let me just guess this right. The players aren't playing very well because they don't like the stadium. Well, if they're not that they don't like it, but they may not be feeling... They don't feel at home. Oh, well, that, I'm sure the, that's the, true. The, 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 I think the fans are starting to turn on the players because of the dislikes of the stadium. Yeah. And despite what we'll talk about later... I think that's the majority of the fans in that stadium. Mm -hmm. I think they're turning on the players because they got the ump with their seating arrangements, the standing arrangements, the stewarding arrangements, and the, the getting and going, the getting there, and going there, and, and, and the, the the safety. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's making us grumpy and reacting. I think it's just a it's a horrible. A what do they call it? A toxic cycle. Uh, what's the a, what uh, there's, there's self a something of de um, of uh, destruction. Ever decreasing circle of destruction. Something like that. Something like Ever that. decreasing <laughs> circle. <laughs> I've never heard I'm that I'm one. That's a new I'm one I've made up. I'm staying out of it. Uh, one last it. football question. Yeah. Simone Zaza. Who? Simone Zaza. 
Zaza's sister. Right. Simone Zaza. Simone, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Not, not to do that. Didn't know a lot about him before he came. All I, all I, all you knew, knew about him was his penalty was and his, his good penalty finish in the Euros, and then he came on against us for Juve and scored. That's all I know about him. What, what is it? Is it a confidence Somebody thing? He somewhere. just seems shocking. Thank God we, we put a clause in. Again, I hear, source close to the club tells me, they insisted of this loan deal, plus, you know, they have to reach 14 games before it comes automatically permanent for another 17.5 million. Well, somebody somewhere in the club must have thought he was worth the money. So, you know, again... I don't know if they did. I just think it was a bit of a panic. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. after we missed all our main targets, yeah. you know, we missed Backer and we missed. Yeah, I mean, uh, the whole thing. Lacazette and we missed. But they, they. Bashoui. I think the club had their obviously full attention was on the stadium move. I think it was all encompassing. Well, I don't, I don't know. Tony Henry can't have been involved yeah, in the I'd, stadium I'd, move. Come on. I don't on, know if John. that's true because if that is true, then they've done a pretty rubbish job. Well, because if they, if they spent, okay. if they spent <laughs> the whole if they spent the whole summer looking at what's going to happen, they would have ironed out all these problems that we've yeah. got. Well, when I yeah, see when I say the whole club, I'm talking about the people that make the the big decisions. Tony Henry, Cameron Brady, Brady DS, and Bra- Brady doesn't have anything to do with football signings. Please, no, no, no. Well, no, well, that's not true. Actually, is it not? That's, that's not shocking. True. She, she's w- w- sometimes will get involved in negotiation. But no, she won't make decisions from a footballing point of view. Absolutely not. Good. But but from a business negotiation point of view, on terms, yeah, she will well, be involved. Before the before the season was coming to an end, wasn't it? Last season, they'd already it's already made clear that we're getting Northvelt and um, Fagudi. We he was coming, wasn't he? Yeah. Or he was. It, well, he was, up. but Northvelt. So I, I just don't get those Fugudi, two. I don't get those two players. I think were, were free agents, good. and they were snapped up early. And then on there was 50 all fifty grand and fifty five grand a week. But right? at the end, oh. of the, uh, on Faguli, Valencia didn't renew his contract. So yeah, no, but I mean, uh, from all sense of purposes, from what I've How read and I've he heard, it, he's a decent player. Yeah, but you know, then there was the talk about the the great big marquee signing. Yeah, which again never came to fruition, and they just seemed to load with lots and lots of players. Yeah, well, so I got I told they were vicious cycle, vicious cycle. Um, I got told that they were trying to create two um, squads for for Europe, but what a waste of time that was. But why would you get an average squad for Europe? And it's just the whole. That's not that's not that's not a tactic for success either. No No successful clubs have ever done that. But you know what? (laughs) Whatever you may think of the owners and everything else, Slav must have signed off it. He's a stubborn little person, and he would not have just said. I'd like to see you say that to his face. Well, he's stubborn, and he wouldn't have signed the li- off. The little he, bit. He would have said, yeah, yeah, this one in, this one in. You don't think he had final say on all the players that came in? I don't know. You I don't really think don't so? Know. You think he just rolls over and go, yeah, whatever you want, DS. Go on, bring them in, as many as you want. I doubt. Oh, I have <laughs> another mediocre player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I doubt Torre, does. Come in. So do you, do you think, or, or do we not know, that when Allardyce was in charge, DS and that gave him players and he didn't play them? We know he didn't. I, I believe... We believe Sacco wasn't his signing, didn't we? There was... No, but but <laughs> Allardyce still okayed <laughs> players. He might not what? have said they were no, his I've first choice. But, but of course, Allardyce signed off on every player. Do you, no, Allardyce said in his contract there couldn't be a director of football. Allardyce signed off on every player. He probably had to grit his teeth at times, 
But if you think that some players were signed against his will, you're living in dreamland. Oh, I think they were. Cuckoo land. Cuckoo. And, so, and they <laughs> didn't get played. And and it was I think that was I I don't think Antonio was a, a um, Slav signing. Well, I think he had it in his contract that he had the final say on all all players, John. Whether you believe me or not, that's that's the truth of the matter. Talking of Antonio quickly, I yeah. notice he's not on your running order here. He's he's in the England squad. Didn't play on Saturday. Do you think he'd get a run out tomorrow? I doubt it, to be honest. No. Yeah. So you're going to think he's going to sit on the bench for three games yeah, and not I get to make so. his first appearance? I just think I I think you know when you look at you listen to the radio and all this talk about Rooney and all this talk about he's still got to play, he's got to be there. There's this kind of elitism in English football where all the ex-pros and all the managers have this sort of mind. Yeah, but Southgate's dropped him, Rooney, Well, yes. and started Lingard and but brought on Rashford. Yeah, but... Man, Man United. Yeah, but they're also from his youth, under-21 days as well. It's yeah, always, you know, they still didn't, even in the Euros, when you got Vardy banging in goals for the champions playing for Leicester, Drinkwater, who was just, just won a Premier League thing, um, yeah, didn't, get medal, didn't get picked. But you, you know, it's, 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 have a clue. But they still want to start Kane because he's a Tottenham player or they want to start science because they're Man United. Well, it, you must have heard what um, football Neville said about Noble. About Noble. I read that, yeah. Yeah, I read that, yeah. And he said, well... He was probably the better informed player, but we'd invested in Ross Barkley because he was a better talented player, even if he wasn't showing it on the pitch. And you think, what a load of old. And you're never going to win anything like that, are you? No, but then yeah. you still hear it tonight. I'll you never win anything with kids. But still hear it tonight. <laughs> They're saying, yeah, but Rooney, Rooney, Rooney. And you're like, look, these players have had their chances. Yeah. Let's move on now. Let's give the hungrier players a go. Anyway, but I hope. It's Mikhail, not England podcast. I think Mikhail, I hope but I think Mikel should. Should get a game. I think should have got certainly should have got a game the other yep, day. Should have got a game on Sunday against Malta. We are agreed. Malta. All three of us agreed on one thing. Uh, Antonio should get a game. But I doubt if he will. Uh, let's move on to the next point, which is West Ham supporter feedback. Uh, the meeting, Sean, you had you were present at on yeah, Wednesday well, last I'm week. I'm going to quickly tell you a story, right? Because John advised me on this. I was asked by the club um, before we did the previous podcast to form an independent panel with Ian Dale and a chap called Ken Hill, who was the former chairman of the West Ham Social Club or the West Ham Supporters Club just by in, in, in Castle Street. And the idea was that we, we pick a panel that is representative of fans, etc. I was a bit wary of this. I spoke to John who said, don't touch it with a barge pole. Nigel Khan said something similar. Um, in fact, the Football Supporters Federation and Amanda Jack said the same to me. Um, but I said to the club, look, keep my name out of it because I don't think it will help you because I'm seen as a club stooge. And, uh, Are you? Know, you? Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I don't think it will help you and I don't think it will help me. Um, Ian Dale was doing his radio show so I couldn't make it. So it was just me uh, and Ken. On Monday, we went into the offices and we spent, we went in the press lounge um, and we spent about two hours going through hundreds of applications, picking out some... Um, Karen, Br Karen Brady wanted to pick 12. I wanted to pick 20. And in the end, I picked, uh, with Ken, 18, um, of which 16 said they could make it on the day and, and 15 turned up. Um, but I said, you know, it won't help you by putting my name out there. Unfortunately, um, outside of the office where we were doing it, in the main office later, uh, was a young Jack Sullivan 
he's doing his work experience in the media department. He spotted me uh, and tweeted out of my involvement in it. So the secret was out. It wasn't a secret. I just said to the club, keep it low key. So obviously I've got abuse. And, you know, I don't know who you picked to do the independent. Yeah, with hindsight... I don't probably pick some. I don't think it was that that really did for you because I didn't see that. I didn't notice it. But what I did notice was when you published your uh, radio conversation that you phoned in to talk sport and you told them all about your meeting and what had gone on. And yeah, but I didn't. I, at that point, I wasn't saying that I chose who who was going to be there or anything. Anyway, it's irrelevant. It's it's what happened. We turned up. Um, we we <laughs> on uh, at the stadium. Karen Brady was there, uh, the operations director, uh, Ben was there, uh, head of stadium sales, head of ticketing, head of marketing and communications, the press, head of press, two police officers, uh, a chief inspector who's in charge, and a chap called Andy who's in charge, our police officer for West Ham, two stadium operators guys, uh, one called Pete Smith who's basically safety officer, uh, and Michael uh, Temple who I've met recently who's basically the, the, the communications guy. And we spent two and a half hours with Karen. We had a nice, lovely meal to begin with from corporate. We had a little bit of pie mash. No liquor, though, just gravy. And a nice cheese dish afterwards. But we went through the questions. <laughs> um, and you'll see the minutes. One of my agreements was I would do it if the minutes were published in 24 hours. I wouldn't live blog it. I wouldn't then go out and write all about it on Clarence Hugh or West Ham Till I Die until the minutes came out. We had a very frank exchange. Brady came in for quite a lot of grief, particularly off one person. He remained nameless, but he, he interrupted her quite a few times and told her like it is. And, and I just wonder how much Karen is protected by some of the people around her. Because uh, whether she, she's a good actress, because, of course, she's on, on um, you know, Apprentice, but it was like she was hearing some of this stuff yeah, for the first time. She, I can't watch that anymore. You know, so. it wasn't on... Uh, we did talk about standing. They wouldn't call it standing. They called it, you know, relocation. We did talk about the family area. The standing didn't make it into the minutes because they've got to be a bit careful because, you know, they've got to be seen to be following the Premier League regulations that say people must sit down while the gaming's play. We know everyone turns a blind eye to it. They talked about singing areas. They didn't have a problem with singing areas in brackets. They didn't have a problem grouping like-minded people together. They say they do have a problem with anti-social standing, of which they mean people who stand up and then aggressive or argue with stewards or other fans when asked to sit down. So if they're standing up in isolation, outside of like-minded groups, then they will tackle that and you will be ejected and possibly have to stay your, your season ticket removed. We, we had disabled supporters there. We had bondholders there. We had a, a large amount of women there. We had a large amount, and we had people from every stand. We did the best job we could, the 15 of us that represented it. Is it perfect? No. Would have I liked a larger group? Yes. Would I have liked an independent group meeting separately from the club, presenting the club? Absolutely. But it was what it was. I've got a bit of grief about it. I'm happy to ask any questions you two may have, but yeah, I, on the way back, you're right. And, and to be honest, before you start, George, you egged me on what? to go on TalkSport. 
I didn't well, know anything about the talk What are you saying, talk. George? I, I don't know. I don't know what he's Well, I was on my say. way back from the meeting with Karen Brady. Yes. No, no, no. I was listening I to Talk know. Sport, and you? he was he was uh, Goldstein, who I used to really like, and now he gets on my nerves big time. Ever since the taxpayers thing that he'd done, and basically made everyone turn on us. Um, well, he hasn't made everyone turn well, on no, us. He d- he he's, no, on that radio show he did. He laid into us. It was ridiculous. And I used to listen to him every night. Yeah, and I he's don't a, he's a London Man United fan. He's an old Bernita bloke. I know. Um, and he was talking about West Ham and blah, blah, blah. And again, he was slagging us off, slagging us off. So I thought you, coming out of that meeting, might have had some real hard truths to You him. said, what did you say? I said, me? tell him it's not a taxpayer's stadium anymore. Yeah. And you, tol- you told me you should go on, Sean. Yeah, I did. So I did. But then you just went on and, and sort of proved, proved all his points. Just pretended. Right. It, it, was well, like, it was like Karen Brady. I don't know if we've got time. We're, we're, if, if you haven't listened to the clip, we might put it on at the end. It was like no, Karen we'll, Brady we'll, we'll, uh, rang up, to be honest. We'll put it on the Facebook page. We'll put it on the Facebook, Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast. It was like Karen Brady had rang up. It was, it was as if the club had rung up to defend itself. So what, what problems did you have about the... Oh, the I don't know. The whole, all of it, mate. It's a bit nauseous. The, 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 uh, I think it's just your view, though, isn't it? It's yeah, that's what I said to you. Though. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm prepared well. that other people have other views. Yeah. You know, I think, was it better to have a meeting of 15 people than nothing at all? My, 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 my issue isn't is with yes. the meeting. Yeah. My issue is with... Me. <laughs> no, no, th- th- your opinions. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair because, enough. Because it's just not how but I feel. So there's going to be a disagreement. I would rather not wash our dirty linen in public. Have we got problems with stadium? Absolutely. Is it perfect? No, it's not. Do we have to wash our dirty linen every day in the press? No. Let's stick together as a family and not blow this all through the media every day and on radio with West Ham fans ringing up going, it's awful and everything. I wish they would just not well, publicise uh, Yeah, but so how, what's the alternative, though, Sean, for people? The alternative is... There's no, there's no well, open... Talk about shut up later. and get on with it. Yeah, there's no open line of communication. The initial initial period of time, everyone was blaming the fans. We were told within the first week this is the um, the most successful migration the country's yeah, ever you seen. should never have said that. That's, we that was it's awful. still being said. It was, report, it was in the Guardian yeah, yesterday. Uh, and and those sound bites don't help it's, whatsoever. It's all of this stuff that is, is thrown out by the club. Then where do people, you know, this is what I said to you. You say, in a, you say well, one in five think this and one in this and one well, in that. Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Well, I mean, that's from a, from a select group of people. Yeah. That is not the well, majority of, of, of a website. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. All I'll say is... Readers of a website. Um, yeah. All I'll say is, you know, we... We're... we're what are you, you going to say? say? <laughs> you, 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 I, I mean, you've done what you've done, yeah? Yeah. And it's hats off to you because you've given up your own time. You yeah. do what you do and you're, you're trying to help I'm the situation. Help. I'm, not, I'm not there to, to make it worse. You're not really representative of your typical West Ham No, fan. but you know what? There were and other you, people that were there that, you know, that were representative. They're not people that blog or talk to people or, or have been pro-club or pro-move. But equally, I'm worried that we don't have the opposite, which is, you know, they just listen to the anti-move brigade. And the problem with social media, sometimes it's whoever shouts the loudest gets heard. That's all and the time, sometimes people who... I mean, I said this to um, Jason Cundy and um, Andy Goldstein on the radio. I said, they went, well, w- w- you're blaming us, the media, but we didn't make West Ham fans ring up. 
And it's like when you have bad service in a restaurant, you're more likely to tell 10 people what bad service. But if you had a nice meal, you're not going to tell anyone because that's not the way it works. No, but equally, um, I've been asked a lot, from my opinion, by football fans of other clubs that have said, mm. what is the stadium like? And if I had a good experience, I would yeah. have told them that. I haven't got up to them and said, oh, football's rubbish now. No, They've asked me, so either way... Because no one has had amazing experience. No, but but, but there are some good things and some potential, but people don't feel passionate enough to ring up the radio or speak to reporters I see, and say, I see the potential. Good, I'm glad. But it's just not living up to any of that but potential. See, see, I get the same. Every time I see someone I haven't seen for a few weeks, I say, oh, well, how's it going up there? Yeah, everyone's and, interested. And my, my standard is... The, the stadium's a real good stadium. It's it's like got anything you could want and more. Yeah. But it's never going to be a football stadium, and the, the day the day match day experience is shit. Yeah. Everything about it. Every time we go to something different, like last weekend when we couldn't get out the ground because they were yeah. herding the away fans, they stopped us leaving. Well, that's that's a good link there to our next spot, actually, John. Well done. Oh, thank you. Because. Um, well done. Well done. Well done, John. Um, the next day, <laughs> after giving up my time to um, go to the Karen Brady meeting, the next day I was invited by the Football Supports Federation to go to the police meeting in Lambeth. I don't, do you know they're closing New Scotland Yard down and turning it into flats? No, I, I, I had heard that actually. I saw it on the news. So the football unit um, is moved to Lambeth. Oh, it's not, not going to work out one of the flats. No. <laughs> and the football unit, obviously... We, at the Football Supports Federation, have arranged a meeting. There were two people from uh, Chelsea Supporters Trust at the meeting, five o'clock on Thursday. There was uh, myself with the uh, um, Football Supporters Federation, two people from the SAB and one the SLO from the club, who's about to leave, a girl called Sasha. And we had a lot of... Sorry, what's, what's an SLO? What's an SLO? Uh, supporter liaison officer. Okay. Right, okay. So the... We She's had just a, about to leave, is she? Yeah, she is, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, let me recruit another one. She's oh. had enough. Really? Yeah. Anyway. What about the person who oversaw the move? How's she feeling about it all? Who? Oh, no. Don't, no. She's, <laughs> she says it's the most successful well, uh, thing. Well, by the way, um, the SLO was one person. They've got one intern. They brought the intern along. But actually, people at Arsenal have about six people doing this job. Anyway, let's move on. The police, very senior police, were very, very honest with us about the Chelsea match. Uh, they are going to have more police at that match than they had at the Millwall game in 2009. They've got well, eight... Well, so they should, because there's like eight PSUs, 20 or thousand more fans there. Eight PSUs. Uh, sorry, 16, is it? Um, PSUs. Each one of them has got up to 25 officers and one inspector. They've got the helicopter out. They've got mounted. They've got dogs. They're going to really make sure everybody outside the stadium police but they've said two things number one we don't really want to keep Chelsea fans back it's not it's in our toolkit but we don't really want to use it um, secondly we don't want to do police escorts because they don't work they actually cause more problems because it creates the them and us and the barrier and people get mouthy behind a police barrier you know hey, hey, come on then and and probably the biggest news um, and I believe the Sun are running this tomorrow etc from from the information from uh, th this meeting is they're not going to go in the stadium. The radios work, not really a problem. They've got a few um, black spots, etc. They've got three people in the stadium in the control room. But what they've said is, we won't go in the stadium. Why? And we haven't been asked anyway.
But even if we were asked, we probably wouldn't go. And the reason they gave is they are not the stewards. Their job is to uh, law and order, and there is no law and order. They're not going to segregate the fans well, unless I there is trouble. I so they said they're on standby to come in the stadium if asked, but they're not going to go inside the stadium default because they're not a stewards. I always company. seem to recall that when we had games, big games, uh, the bowling, there was all the, there wasn't a load of them. The stewards were the majority, but there was, you know, six up the right line of, of um, sort of inside the stadium. Um, yeah, a long time ago. I think policing has changed in a, a lot of it. And, and I don't think they like to do that anymore. Um, so we'll we see how it goes. But they, they said that there's there was over 1,076 stewards on duty for the Middlesbrough game. Remember, they started off with 650 stewards. There's now over 1,000 stewards. They're learning all the time. They said the police are helping the stewards get better. They're using bowling stewards more. Um, and and they're hoping, obviously, it goes peaceful. But the, the likelihood is... It won't. You know, it won't. It's the, um, it, the geography of the place is never going to let said, it look, leave itself. In to reality, they said, there's 57,000 people going to this match, probably, if it sells out. But in reality, there's probably no more than one or 200 people that want to cause some trouble. And it's about isolating those one or 200 people with intelligence and making sure that they stay away from everyone else. They're going to have people in central London, because, by the way, no away pubs allow... Uh, so no Stratford pubs lay aw uh, allow away supporters in there, so they can't come and drink in Stratford. Um, it was interesting, because the second meeting we had at 6 o'clock, so we met with Chelsea Sports Trust, and at 6 o'clock we then had a London-wide meeting with... <laughs> I was next to the two Millwall <laughs> Trust supporters. Across to me was Carr, so... Um, um, Charlton Trust, that caused all the trouble. They've got two different groups. Uh, and then there was Spurs Trust um, and, um, you know, Arsenal and... and, and so we haven't Spurs. got a trust, have we? We What's haven't. We were the only ones without a trust. It was me from Clare and Hugh and the two Sab. But everyone else had a trust, you're right. And what, did, what was the big topic that night from all London clubs? What was it? London Stadium. How safe is it going to be for us to come there? And, of course, the Charlton Trust asked, um, who's paying for the policing? <laughs> who's paying for this all? And um, the police said, well, we are. West Ham are not paying anything. Stadium Prize are paying it. Because they're, we're not, they're not paying us to go in the stadium. And therefore, you only have to pay for people to go in the stadium. If we go into the stadium when we're called, then we're going as a normal call of duty for a crime. You don't pay for that. So all this extra policing is being paid by the taxpayer, not by by West Ham and not by the stadium operator. Obviously, they're not happy about that. <laughs> Mill were funny. They wanted to know why they get filmed everywhere but isn't they go. That, isn't that the same outside every stadium? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. But the clubs well, like... I oh, Leighton Orient were there as well. They made a big thing about it as well. Surprisingly. I, think, I think clubs, they... Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mother's Day is around the corner. 
Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. They do, have, they do get sort of charged a blanket fee per club, don't no. they? No, no, no. Only, only what what you pay. What um, the, so at the moment we not we but the stadium operators get paid for those three policemen inside the control room. That's all they pay for. Anyway, that's a policing update for uh, against Thank Chelsea. You, Sean. But they want what they did say is, and they asked me to publicise as much as possible. They said, "Come along, enjoy yourself." The perception is wrong. There's not violence and toxic atmospheres and around every corner. And I think it, even we can say, you can stay away from the tr- the small amount of trouble we've seen. You can stay away from it. And it, it's been a s- very small minority. You can stay away from it, but it's affected us and you know, uh, every yeah, it's 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 every been we've been involved we've been in every part of it since we've been going there because it's right next to us. And yeah, you, true. We can't we. Yeah, in the very front, oh. th- on the way out of Bournemouth. Don't have to get involved in and it. And the big news, of course, the big news is um, they are banning bottles. They're decanting all bottles. So when you um, buy Well, they should bottle, just take the lids off. They're going to take the lids off. They stop do you from uh, and they're, taking them in the arena. Well, the lids were taken off already, and now they're going to decant it all into glass. Well, they weren't so what, taken off. I was, I was sold a drink, not a beer, but yeah, a yeah, drink, I, with, I got a, a drink with, with the top with on. With the lid on. Why is that an issue now? Why is that happening here? It should have happened beforehand, shouldn't it? Why, why is it happening here? Why does it never happen at the bowling? When I don't know. Maybe it's geograph- geography or, or something like that. I don't know. I'd say it's because the, the stadium's got quite such mm-hmm. a shallow rake you, you on it. You might be right. You're, you're near now, enough on I top of each other. I might have upset a few people as well because I've also suggested to the police um, that we, they move the no alcohol line back a bit because it encourages people to run in that are looking at the big screens. Because no you can get quite close to the action, can't you? You can get, an, in, instead of staying on the concourse, you could come right to the back of the stand and drink on there, just where the trampolines are, as, as Barrow thought they were. Well, that's one of the better things about the stadium, is that you can, if you, the, the football's been so shit, you can go and get a beer when there's no one there. Yeah. Go and lean on that thing and watch the game on the screen. Sorry what? about that. So you've tried to put a stop to that, have you? Just so you've ruined it. that, Sean. Oh, they just probably the only positive he has about the stadium. It's a sh- it's a shame, really, that you couldn't make that meeting, isn't it? <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm not saying they're going to follow that, but they also talked about turning screens off so that people can't drink beer and watch the screens. As well, well. They should, why haven't they got screens in the concourse? I, I think that's what they're looking. That's at. what they're trying. No, but isn't that what they're trying to turn off? No, it's not. No, no, it's not. But see, again, didn't you come out of that meeting or one of them and say like? All of this stuff we'd been through because Arsenal, the people who work for Arsenal, yeah, who work I did for the say club, that in the interview, yeah. and they said that they they <laughs> went through the similar problems. So hold yeah, on a minute, 
I've just that, employed all these people. What's your name? Jason Cundy? Yeah. yeah that, is, that is ridiculous. That was right. And I, I, was, I was on the ropes a few times and I said I couldn't answer the, for the Arsenal people. That's true. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, moving on, you did a, r- a number of polls on Karen Q <laughs> this, y- this yeah. Um, week. Yeah. Uh, uh, you asked, will London Stadium ever be our home or are they just teething issues? Uh, a poll of 1,187 readers say that 32% say yes within a year it will be our home. 39.34% say two to five years. 9.27 say more than five years, whilst 19.29% say it will never feel like home. Now, I, uh, for me, I, I was surprised at this poll from a point of view. I thought the majority would say it would feel like home within a year because that's my expectation. And yet most people, are, or, or two-thirds, are saying it will take more than a year or never. And, and one in five, I go back to this one in five, will say it will never feel like home. I don't know if that's because a little bit of goldfish mentality that, you know, we're going through bad results, bad form, and all these troubles in the stadium. Vicious circle. Yeah, vicious circle. Or whether they really, truly believe it. And I would like to find out from you, John, because you're one of that 20%. You're one of those one in five, aren't you? you Did you vote, Dad? No. (laughs) You (laughs) used these polls as a matter of fact, and this is what I've been saying to you, yeah? You are a certain type of of a... person you're a, a specific what journalist you know, well you, you <laughs> can't say it just, but you're professional you're a, you'd be a, an ic whatever wouldn't you yeah gay characterized people yeah, yeah so the people that i don't know what it's all about either is, is marketing have a a type an abc so one or whatever, oh, an ABC, whatever. yeah i know i'm yeah. aware of that i work in advertising yeah well you I didn't realize what he's trying to say so sean is a he's the Sean, I wouldn't say, is representative. He's definitely football. ABC One male, yes. Yeah, he's yeah. not <laughs> a, he's of the of the original type of working sort of football fan. Yeah, I would say quite a large percentage of fans don't even go on these websites and read. Or and I'm not being I'm not being disrespectful to you and your website, but you're specifically is so advertised based, it would get on everyone's tits. So I, I would yeah. thought like quite a few people, I would majority of people that really go to the games and stuff would look at other sites if I, I, I will I will take some of that to a degree but I will say we've got 38,000 users we up to 60,000 people a day that come on there and I will say that we think we're representative because a lot of people come to us not because they're pro club not because they're ABC ones it's because they want to read the West Ham news. Yeah. And therefore, I think we, we attract young, old, all kinds of people to Clarence Hugh. And my own view is but we are representative. You attract more young than old. Yeah, probably. But I see, I would say, see, I would say the, the people that have got the real complaints about all of this are the people that go to the games, yeah? Yeah. Are the people that used to go, like us, and yeah. now go here. Yeah. That's 52,000 season ticket holders. You know, you've got a poll of... 12, nearly 1,200 people who, who come up with things, you know, what percentage of that are people that go? You People can have opinions yeah, uh, from You're right, over, and, you and maybe you're right that we could have found out how many people actually go because they're yeah, the only ones you know, statistically. But, yeah, but how well, can over you prove that anyway? Over a thousand is usually what they say is t- statistically, um, what's the word? Not interesting, statistically... 
Well, from a polling uh, significant. point, yeah, from a polling point of view, from when a you polling get point of view, a thousand is statistically mm -hmm. significant, mm -hmm. if I can say that. <laughs> now, I agree with you. If it was filled out with lots of people who are sitting in their armchair and don't go, it's not so relevant. But all I can say to you, all I can argue you with, is what I said to you earlier. You say, who do you speak to? Well, I don't go around speaking to people. But last weekend, when we got there, and it, I just, I just went and had a beer, and I stood inside. I got two or three people come up to me, started talking to me about this is shit here, and it is, and then you'd get another two. But everyone I have spoken to in the ground have said they're really not enjoying it and they're not having a good experience. Well, there. yeah, but part of that's on the on the pitch results. Come on, all I'm gonna I'm gonna bit play devil's advocate. If we'd have won every single game at home, would, oh, you, would you be having the same conversation? I, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be so <laughs> depressing, would it? Well, it wouldn't. People would be going, I can't believe it. We're top of the league, John. But Who cares about the popcorn? But <laughs> We're it, top of the it, league, man. Again, <laughs> again, from our point of view, yeah. every time we go, there's a different issue. Every time we go, we, we, we've gone from this, right. we had that issue that day, this issue this day, the other week where we couldn't get out. It's these things. Let every me ask time you a question. Just wear which you an down, impossible question for me, you, for you to answer, but I'm asking anyway. If you don't believe that that is a true reflection, what do you believe is the true percentage? The, what percentage of fans do you think will never accept this as our home? And how long do you personally believe it will take until it feels like our home? I, I think it'll take, I'll take it at least the three to five years for it be to be people to accept it as home and I think what will happen there is the people like me who I don't think it ever particularly will feel yeah. will drop out and we will not, we will, we'll, yeah. we'll stop going well, funny and we'll get replaced that. by the I mean people. Huey said to me he said well Bolin's always my home it wouldn't, this will never be my home right um, you know me I'm a bit more open minded someone said to me something that maybe backs you up which says it will only be at home when everybody who went to the bowling is dead yeah, yeah. so you know there, there will come a time remember we're there for the next 99 years absolutely and where it, and it all us old buggers will die out and that's and the thing isn't it we can't change the situation we're there it can't be changed I'm an optimist alright I know you said you're going to give it a year we're going to ask before we move on to this let's just ask George George you're the young generation right you must have some the younger generation to say about you're in your twenties. You said you saw possibilities. What what's your view on this particular subject of when it might feel like home in your opinion? I don't know if it ever will. Really? Well I I I grew up going to Alton Park. I spent every other Saturday there from the age of eleven or twelve, so you know. I don't, I don't know if it ever will for me, mm. but I'm probably not the right generation to ask. I mean... Who is then? The You're a 20-year-old. I know. but then I'm aware of that, but... What the are people you saying? It's got to be the people that are just, you know, nine-year-olds? or I don't think you can ever... How, how can anyone ever look at it as home when... Right, well, let, let me just ask you the question. The analogy I used on uh, TalkSport. When you move home... Right, your real home, you've moved home. You know, you moved out of your dad's house and you moved to your own house. How long was it until it felt like home? I don't know. You don't think about it. One no, day it just is, doesn't it? Yeah. No, and that's my point in the stadium, that you don't, it's, a, it's difficult to put a time on it. Let's just remember, we moved in in August. 
August, September, October. Three months. Three months. Not even three, four months. We've been there. Yeah. And, and uh, therefore, it's too soon for it to be our home. But one day, uh, yeah, we'll wake up that. and we won't think about the bowling ground anymore. We won't think about, you know, it will be flat by then. We won't see images of it being blown up or knocked down or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was an embarrassment. But I, you know, it's, it's not even that though, really, is it? The thing, the thing is, the experience that it's sort of quite difficult to go from there to here and just accept it, accept it, accept it. So you you go there and you hope for the best. But what we've had is not the best, including the football. But that's, that is obviously a big part think, of it. Yeah. But like I said before. Every game, something new. Every game, we've we've seen fights, we've seen trouble. We have, and we have, we saw it from yeah. the Bournemouth game onwards. Yeah, we yeah, saw yeah, it, didn't we? we? Saw it at so I, won't, I won't lie about that. No. So we, you know, but we're in the we're in that end next to Wave fans where we see a lot of stuff. Yeah, and we're held back, obviously, at Borough, and we saw the fighting in the distance. Okay, I think we've done this one, but um, I I just think we should probably whiz through the rest because we've nearly come up. To f- we've just yeah. got over forty five. So minutes. You know, that's what it is, isn't it? Well, join the next two together. If George we hadn't, if we hadn't been blamed for the grief at the beginning by the letter from Brady and all that, and if it had all been the actual process in the stadium, the stadium experience had been better, then at least it would have been a bit more accepting, wouldn't it? But it's just yeah. not been a good experience all round, is it? Or even if the stadium was built for ourselves or had changed for ourselves. Yeah, like in more more of a way than it has been. I mean, like the city's ground. I mean, you probably speak to city fans, and they'll say that's still not home for them. But well, they reduced the level of the pitch and brought yeah, it all exactly. forward. That's what I mean. Yeah. They made, it was made into a football stadium, yeah. whereas this this just feels like an athletic stadium that we're playing football in. Yeah, it does. <coughs> uh, are the two Davids doing a good job, or should they sell up and move on? A poll of one thousand three hundred seventy readers show that eighty three point six five continue to back the owners. Well, 16% want rid of them. I mean, this started because I had a bit of a row on, on Twitter with one guy who said the majority of fans think that Davids are doing a bad job. No, I, I don't think he's and, right. And should get out. And I, I argued and said, well, you don't know if you're right. And in the end, I said, well, I'll tell you what, we run a poll. Now, I, I get your argument. <laughs> it's a Clarence New poll and only readers, etc. But do you really think the majority of... I let's think of I our don't. old chairman... Let's move on to Cameron Brady in a minute. But I'm just asking both of you, do you personally believe that Davids are doing a bad job and they're bad for this, this club? George? No. Yeah, I... I, I Compared to old... I'm not <laughs> keen on them, but we, I, uh, we've seen... We've had the Kearns, we've had... Oh, uh, yeah, with Brown. Icelandics. The Icelandics. Yeah. You know, we have, never, we have never had good ownership... And and I will I will never people say I'll never buy into they saved us and all that yeah, I'll yeah, never yeah. buy into all that. Agreed, you don't have to. But I mean, they're good businessmen. They've they've stabilised the club and they've yeah. done what they've done. But they are responsible for the me. Right, fair enough. Having to and 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 I I I would say you know I'd rather be owned by two British businessmen than the Americans like at Liverpool and Man United. And people are not happy there. You know, they might be excess, but they borrow big money, particularly at. We Manchester should start. United. FC United of West Ham. Or, or There's been talk of that, FC actually. Paul Kaczewski, apparently. I didn't put that in the blog I wrote. Paul Kaczewski, apparently, has been talking about starting at AFC West Ham at the old Spotted Dog uh, Stadium, uh, which is where Clapton play. 
who who's been around for a long time, just very close to the bowling ground. Exclusive yeah, yeah. support them. Well, it's, uh, it's just we have talked yeah. about going back to grassroots football. Well, let's move on to the more controversial. Whether you believe it uh, or not, I'm going to read exactly what you've written here. Go on, then. Go on, yeah, read it. Is Karen Brady a business genius who we are lucky to have on board? Or a big-mouthed Arsenal-supporting fool who continuously puts her foot in her mouth and has too many conflicts of interest to do her West Ham job properly. Well, I think <laughs> we know how you feel, Sean, since you wrote that. Well, I've put both sides there. What yeah, do you but think? I think, the, the, given that you've given more detail and description to the, the negative, I think that's telling. No, no I think no? Karen's a great business person, by the way. I, I, I just do you think she's a business genius? Business. I think she's a bi- great businesswoman, yeah. I think, I think she's, a she's a very genius. strong. I'd rather work her uh, working for our club than Arsenal or Chelsea or one of our rival clubs. What, mm. so she can take us from 200th in the media market? But she's a marketing person. She's a business person. What I, what I slightly disagree with Karen is she's got conflict of interest. So not only is she trying to run our club, but she's trying to be um, a baroness in the House of Lords. She's trying to rise up the political ladder. She's trying to be the apprentice and write a football column. And sometimes those things are in conflict, I think, of what she's trying to do. I agree. She should stick to one thing and not make comments. We haven't run a Clarence Hugh poll, but I, I have a guess at the moment if we won't run about Karen Brady. I don't think we've supported she would come out. I don't think anyone I think is, is, is pleased she's part of our club. To I, be think sure. I think she gets the blame for the, st- the state of things at our club. And she is. I mean, well, for, the move, well, for the move, she was she was the the architect of the move, without a doubt. And I think in any other industry, if somebody came out and stated how successful something was, and then clearly turned out not to be, I think some of her. I mean, she was quoted out of context. Out of context I, I agree, right, with a, but, but regardless, some of her words. Yeah, this is the most successful. Uh, no, but she said she said that before like this that. out of context one. This is the greatest. I, I think are unfortunate if I'm. And honest the culture you. comment as well was was. Yeah, that was taken yeah. out of context as well. But it was still. Do you know what? Conflict of interest. What I would say is, why were you going paid? I'm sure speaking at a leaders' conference in the middle of a crisis at West Ham. What, why would you go and give a speech at the leaders' conference? And what? it wasn't that what she said. It was, why did you actually even? Go to that leaders' conference. Shouldn't you be at the coalface trying to solve these but problems? I asked you, didn't rather I? Rather than going to a, a business conference and giving a speech. What I asked you when you come out of that meeting, when I spoke yeah. to you later on, I said, did she, did, was she fully aware how we were stopped moving around, I, yeah. were coming out against Borough? Bought it out. She yeah. didn't. She didn't know, did she? No, she didn't. No, no. But I bought all that up, obviously, but in she front didn't of know. the police. No, she didn't. No. So she was totally she, she unaware. She couldn't see it from her boardroom seats. Fully unaware that we were stopped leaving the stadium. I did. We had a one joke, right, with Karen. She was talking about sw- seat swapping. So we're going to bring in... A, they are thinking about bringing a, an official seat swapping. One time you can swap your seat somewhere else, right? You're only allowed to do it once. She said the whole season? No, ever. Ever? Well, if, if they uh, you know, normally a normal season, but at the end of the season, you might get a choice to swap once, availability. And she said, well, look, for example, you know, if you wanted to swap with me, Sean, I said, well, I don't think you'd be one. If I was Karen, you'd have to stand. <laughs> and you probably wouldn't like with you. And I said, I'm not sure I could put up with the prawn sandwiches in, in the... Uh, She's got a good seat, though. Yeah, she has got a good seat in the director's box. But yeah, that was the analogy she came out with. And I said, I'm not sure, because I don't think you like standing. You would have to stand if you swap with me. She didn't laugh, though. 
Any more on <laughs> Lady Brady before we move no, on? No, I don't think so. No. Uh, just quickly whiz through these next two, Sean, because we're coming up to an hour. Yeah. On these next three. And then we've got Facebook Twitter question time. West Ham Supporters Trust update. Well, I wasn't there because I had a meeting. I mean, as you know, I, I thought with a number of other people we're trying to get a trust up and running because I believe in it. I don't believe in the SAB. I believe in a, a supporters trust. Um, we haven't got it off the ground. And people on KUMB um, actually pushed forward and they had a meeting. 16 people turned up on, on Saturday. Uh, and they've talked about um, maybe joining with the social club committee because the social club, I ran an article, it looks like shutting down. They took 16 pound takings after taking 15 grand at the last game of the bowling. For the Bournemouth game, they took 16 pound or 21 pound, whatever it was. But they're going to close down if, if that carries on. Um, and they're talking about joining that and getting an independent supporters trust. I'm going to stay away with it because I think my, <laughs> my name's tarnished with the club. But I actually support it. And if there's any help I can give behind the scenes or anything, I've been spoken to some of the, the organisers. And I really, really think people should get behind. I think we need an independent voice and we need our supports trust because we're one of the only clubs without one. Mm. Um, and I just hope we get the right I'll people get it around it. Really, we should have had one before. Yeah. yeah. And then the premium rate, premium rate ticket line rip-off campaign and petition. I've signed this petition. Good. Way. I saw your, your comment. So there's <laughs> about 350 people signed it already. What was your comment? I don't know. Something like, and can't see the game. <laughs> Get beaten up and, <laughs> and, um, and have to sit on well, it's just pay wrong. 80 quid I mean, to get a ticket. I worked out, you you still pay 68p a minute for it. And we had a talk at the meeting with Karen Brady and she sort of seemed not to know about this. And I said, you know, it's still wrong that we're paying up to 68p a minute. People have mobiles now, not have line li landlines. I don't have a landline. The, the guy sitting next to us the other day, who was um, the guy you sold the ticket to, he, he was saying that, he stayed on the line, cost him 50 quid, and he didn't even get a ticket. Yeah. And then, do you know what? Only 15 people. Everybody had a story about how they paid four, five, ten pounds, et cetera. And we've heard people that paid 50, 100 pounds. Yeah, you said he cost and, him 50 And, quid. you know, West Ham get a share of revenue, 63,000 last year. And our chairman own a share of the company. So the company's called Telecoms 2, or Telecom 2. That's owned by J2 World. J2 World, about 200,000 shares of that business is owned by David Sullivan and David Gold. I'm not suggesting they do it for the money because actually the money comes to the club, not to them. We don't pay J2O any money, or not J2O, <laughs> J2 World. But it's just wrong. It needs <laughs> to be abolished. The head of ticketing said, we're going to move to another number like an 0844 or an 0845 number. I said, that's not good enough. Karen Brady's promised you're looking it to the end of the month. I'm putting a bit of pressure on with this campaign, this petition. They should... Saying they should just, just why, ditch why, it. Yeah, why are they trying it to make to money out of it? Like an that. 0208 or an 03 number. And it just needs to go. I've had enough. There's one thing I want to get out of this meeting. I want to keep on to get rid of the premium rate number for the tickets. I will feel it's worthwhile if, if it's one-man crusade to get rid of this, this ticket line. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your efforts. Well done, Even though Sean. I don't use the premium rate ticket line. Yeah, like I say. Well, sometimes you do. If you want to find out your e-ticket um What's happened to all that as well? That all disappeared, didn't yeah. it? That wasn't and brought up in the meeting, was it? Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, all of that was. wasn't in the minutes, was well, it? Well, not everything made the minutes. Ah, there you go. 
that's it. In the, we, we don't need to do the extra bit anyway, really. We don't need to talk about Sam Allardyce. And well, I think Morrison it's worth talking about a little bit. Do you? Go on, then. Well, I think I saw a comment earlier on the Facebook page where it was brought up anyway, so... Let's do Facebook to the question time and we'll address it in there. Facebook Twitter question time. Uh, it's where we ask you, the listener, to get in touch with us, the podcast, at facebook.com forward slash more podcast, or on Twitter at more podcast. But no one ever really does on there. Uh, well, we forget uh, to look. No, I've, I'm looking. No, no mentions. Right. Okay. Uh, Sean, you posted on the podcast page on Facebook earlier. We are podcasting tonight, despite there being no game. Items on the running order will include London Stadium, will it feel at home, blah, 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 blah. Basically, everything we've just talked about. Yeah. Uh, as as normal, sending a question, statement of, of fact or views. Uh, we'll start with Ed Hawthorne. He says, how many points do we need for the next three matches for Slav to survive the sack? Good question. Who have we got? What, Sunderland. Sunderland. Palace. Palace. And... I reckon four. Stoke, is it? I reckon four points from the next three. Yeah, I agree We'll keep four. his job. So we're going to have to win the home game and oh get some draw away. Yeah. yeah. Four or five. Oh, yeah. If he, gets, if he gets nine, I'm sure he'll be all right. Yeah. Or even, yeah. Or three. <laughs> or even seven. But three. What are you going back to three? Three's not enough. What, three draws. Yeah. Three yeah, draws. Clean and three. And three clean Three sheets. losses would be disastrous. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't it be disastrous? I think two losses might be the end of him. Uh, Lewis Erin Trout says, I wish the owners would shut the F up. They are embarrassing not only themselves but our club. Hippo head Sam has had it coming to him for years. Is it's what you call karma? Look how he treated the likes of Ravel, telling players to switch agent and then leaving him out of the team if they refuse. I hope I never see him in football again. I mean, you Strong have to agree sometimes. And, and I agree, he got his comeuppance. No, but I'm going to the first thing. Sometimes oh, sorry. maybe. Sorry, Sean. The the your, you know the owners and Brady shouldn't be talking in the current thing. They should. Yeah, do what most chairmen <laughs> not talk at all and to the get media. Get off Twitter would yeah. be my advice. Uh, and Allardyce, like like Dave Sullivan Jr., but that's another story. We're probably not allowed to talk. Thoughts about. Thoughts on Allardyce? Oh, them two on Twitter. Some of the stuff. Well, you know why he's off Twitter, don't you, Dave Sullivan Jr.? Well, I see some pictures of him doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam Allardyce. Uh, we all knew he was. Uh, we got a allegedly. Uh, no, we won't say the word. Uh, you don't have to le- allege it anymore. He was. He well, was well, it depends well, what you yeah. say. You can't say he's a crook because there's no proof he's a crook. Steve Keen did. He was greedy. Poor Steve Keen was right. Let's just <laughs> say <laughs> yeah, he lost I his think, job. Really. I think greed got the better of him, and God was his. Sorry, money was his god. God was his money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, I was just saying off air that I liked Ravel's tweet on the day. It was something like nobody listened to a word or something. Paul Ravel. Oh, Paul Ravel. Paul Ravel, but he's gutted. Jack Hobson says, it's one of the few weekends where we haven't lost, so you might as well do one. True. <laughs> Tim Sharman says, please, can we have an update on the SAB? Will there be a police in the stadium for Chelsea game? I think we've covered that, haven't we? Well, uh, just to say the SAB, just to be clear, the meeting we had was a one-off meeting with Karen Brady. It was the supporters 
uh, feedback forum. Now, she has asked us to meet again in two months, but the plan wasn't it turns into a group, but it might do because she's asked us to meet again. The SAB is something completely different, supporters of Islandsby Group. That's going to be reformed. I understand it will be a similar number, so it will be about 15, 20 people. I've got nothing to do with that. I'm not the chairman of it, as someone said on Twitter. That is a completely separate group that I've got nothing to do with, won't have anything to do with. Whether it will be reformed or not, I don't know. I've given my view. I don't know what it's had its day. It, yeah, I've said that. I don't. I think it's got bad served reputation. Served its purpose, didn't it? it, it served its purpose. I used it as and a I, pretense of listening to fans before the move. My view is get rid of the SAB and have and, and have good dialogue with a West Ham supporters trust that is truly independent. Right. Darren well, Kitchen true. says the media witch hunt is laughable. However, so many fans believe everything they read. There will be many that never accept leaving the bowling, and that's opi- that's their opinion. Fair enough. <laughs> the club haven't helped with brainless ideas like lack of segregation or not keeping away fans in after the final whistle. Well, but these days, rival fans can take pot shots on social media, and lazy hacks have their work done for them. At least we have a new England manager that will draw the attention of their bloodlust. <laughs> true. The vitriol directed at Brady for something she didn't actually say was embarrassing. As for the team, in my opinion, it's the midfield that has been our undoing this season. Obiang has to start. Randolph looks a better bet than Adrian. And Fletcher must be puzzled at the lack of game time. Who, who was that who wrote that? Darren Kitchen. Well, Darren Kitchen obviously is one of the kind of people that filled in one of those polls. Because they're, they're, they're not in your camp, are they? <laughs> yeah. That's a very balanced point of view. Yeah. Here's well I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Brady... It's got well, she did get a lot of stick for those com- culture comments, but I think she deserves the stick previous for a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. she said. Paul Cole says, Why not discuss why West Ham fans have become such whingers? Oh, good point. I'm not sure you've become such a whinger, John. No, I think you've always John's been always been a whinger. Uh, yeah, I want to support. We used to support. Brown out, Bonsky. We used to support the team. We used to support the team regardless. Now it seems we moan about everything. I don't know if that's true. I think there's I always been a, a number of uh, whingers, and I just think that more fans are aggrieved with the situation. I think social at the media as well allows people to have more of a forum it's to moan forums. and groan. Yeah, there's more forums for it to and present. Facebook and, and everything. So I agree with George. We've always been moaners, but come on. We've been through worse than this, haven't we? Well, we've been through some. We've been through some, you know, how long has we've suffered as West Ham fans, John? I've seen... If we we should have been put down a long time ago because of our suffering oh. with West Ham. Well, we, we had enjoyed we enjoyed and endured quite a few ups and downs. So. You, you once said to me, when your son was born, you didn't... Know, and, and he wanted to support a different team when he was very, very young and, and you, you took him to West Ham for his first game. You said to me, I don't know if this is child cruelty, Sean... <laughs> in, indoctrinate him <laughs> to West Ham because he's going to have a, a lifetime of misery. But we won the game. Yeah, I know. We did. Paul Kitson got elbowed. In the face. But you know what I mean. Knocked out by Thatcher. It's, it's not an easy one. Who I later shared a beer fan. with. <laughs> yeah. uh, Gary Prince has three questions for us. Why didn't you read out last week's Twitter responses? I'm looking at you two. Yeah, that, yeah, we, we can only apologise. I think they probably did. They just deleted it. Yeah, we can only apologise. <laughs> it was in the missing 18 minutes. No, uh, for some reason. It probably wasn't even in that. We, we just didn't bother checking. I had to take other. a photograph of, his, of the... Cause we <laughs> we <laughs> did. We took, a, <laughs> we took a picture. He took a photo and then... Because you didn't know how to get them up. I had to read yeah. them up because I haven't got Facebook and yeah. all that. So. Yeah. 
Uh, second question is, what's the results on Sean's investigation into Price of Kids Away tickets? I think you wrote the answer on Karen Hugh today. Yeah, I did, you? yeah. And the FSF is all behind this. And, and actually, Gary got me started on this. Uh, West Ham are the most expensive on West Ham Away tickets. Um, Affordable right football for all the family. Well, that's it. And right down to Liverpool, the cheapest at nine quid. I didn't know this, but uh, Saints offer, they subsidise all their tickets. So they only get to pay £20. Any visiting fan pays £20. But they subsidise £20 for any game. Virgin Media do this for them as, as their new sponsors. That's good. Um, so That's a good deal. It is a good deal. Yeah. It's a really good deal. And the third question is, do you believe that other fans think our stadium is a bit of a joke? Yeah, because yeah, a lot of them do. Of yeah. they do. Well, I would imagine those guys that are bouncing up and down on our tarpaulin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, uh, well, I, I, again, one more, ang without name dropping, I did say that and I said, I talked about the trampolines and in front of the police and, and Brady and she went, Sean, just to be clear, they're not trampolines. They are, they are coverings that are never designed to be trampolines. I went, point taken. They did a job though, didn't they? They did a really good job. It's free of them on it, having a great time. <laughs> but it, what are you going to do? You're not going to jump on the tr uh, on over there, and uh, what were the stewards going to do? Come off! They're not going to climb on it and put their own life at risk. So, no, uh, that's it for Facebook's question time. All that is left now is to predict the Palace result. Well, we've already done that on, on the last podcast. Oh, if well, it I didn't. made it through. Did it? I can't even I remember. I don't it. know. I didn't get that far. Well, let's do it again. I it didn't get that. Time. I listened to it and then it jumped, so I turned the thing off. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for a 2-1 victory. I think I put us down for a, a good drubbing, didn't I? Like you a 3-0 yeah. drubbing or something yeah. like that. James Tompkins hat-trick. I, uh, I, I think that Townsend, Benteke and uh, Zahar are going to tear us apart. Sure. I'm going to go for a 3-3 three, three draw. Wow. Ooh. Lots of goals, but actually it would just earn us a point. Um, hope, I hope I'm wrong. Thank you for listening to more just a podcast. Podcast. It's been a long one, but we owed you some minutes after yeah, the errors. Yeah, we've, last we've week. paid you back the minutes. Uh, we did hope to have, just to say, uh, sorry to uh, Nigel Calm. We were going to uh, get him on. Oh, yeah, sorry, Nigel. Uh, I hope you're all right, on mate. Standby, uh, but um, we, we weren't organised, or I wasn't organised to get the studio up. Yeah, and also you didn't give us much notice. I gave you no notice whatsoever to the I take on board because all my fault. Sorry, no. We'll get you on soon. Thank you for listening to Morning's podcast. I've been George. Sean has been. Sean. John has been. John. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. More, more than just a podcast. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 